Baltimore. 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 This is the last episode of the Baltimore Love season, season five. But first, let's jam. She got me, got me, got me. Welcome to Unpacking the Box Podcast, Season 5, Baltimore Love. Tonight, I'm here with Dante Vaughn, who is a realtor in Maryland. Hello, King. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm doing amazing. Good. Thank you so much for gracing the podcast. Oh, look, I'd do anything for you, so let's do this. Oh, thank you. I know that's right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So before we get started, tell the people where you're from, those who may not know. Well, I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland, born and bred, and I currently reside outside of D.C. now. Okay. How was it growing up in Baltimore? Um, so my experience was a little unique. Um, I'm sure others may experience it, but mine was a little unique to me, where my mom, she kind of created a bubble for me where for the longest time, I didn't even realize we were poor. Uh, she exposed me to different things that made me look outside of the box that Baltimore City can kind of create for you. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I did experience a lot of the things that the typical person in Baltimore would experience, you know, some of the violence and things like that. But my mom kept me so separate from that, that that didn't become my life. And because she did that, I was able to grow into the man I am today and become really successful. Yes, I love it. And you are. And we're going to get into all of that. So, (laughs) yes. So what sparked your interest in real estate? Like, why real estate? What commodity could 
what commodity has has uh, a limitation like real estate? And I'll help you. I'll help you. I'll help you. Don't worry. Wait, has limited. That's that's limited. Like that's limited. Like real estate. Like nothing else that you can purchase can yield you the same type of return as real estate. And for example, there they aren't building new continents. They aren't building new counties. The land that's here is the land that's here. So it's there's never going to be any type of growth there. So that automatically creates a demand for land. People are always going to need a place to live, no matter what happens in the economy, no matter what happens with our political system, no matter what happens with technology. People are going to always need a place to live. So for me, it's, the, it's a sure bet. I know you're going to need it and I want to supply it. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. So what advice would you give to a first time home buyer that has no money and bad credit? Run. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, um, I actually have a lot of tips. I coined myself the first time home buyer expert because everyone that I work with so far is a first time home buyer. Um, and just kind of just to add this little bit of information, when you first get into real estate, the first people that you service is the people that you know. And most of the people that grew up in my community, you know, we may, we may not have been the best stewards of our finances. So we may have been late on bills, which affected our credit. We may not have been the best with our savings and things like that. So we all had little situations going on. But because I know this and I experienced it, it allows me to help my clients out better. So some of the tips that I would give to a first time home buyer is, First, we got to address the credit. One of the myths that's out there is that you need a high credit score in order to purchase a home. That, that is not true at all. You only need about a 640 credit score to get to get approved for a home loan. And most people don't know that. And that 640 is, is, is pretty much fair credit. Mm-hmm. Now, what I suggest people do is stop using credit karma. That stuff is <laughs> there. Their scores are normally so way off and it kind of gives people false hope. They mm-hmm. look at their score on there and it's really high and they, and they think they're qualified or they, they think that they're in position to buy. And then when they go to a lender, the lender's like, oh no, your, your score is 500 something. And they have wondering why. That's because credit commerce scores are extremely high and, they, and they, they aren't as accurate. One of the apps that I recommend to my clients is using the Experian app. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a little bit more accurate, so it kind of gets you to, in a frame of mind of where you, you really are. The last tip that I would give far as the credit portion is to actually talk to a lender. Go to a lender, have them pull your credit, submit your documents so they can look at your whole picture. A lender will actually sit down with you and tell you, okay, well, you need to do this, that, and the other to get your score up to where it needs to be in order to qualify for a home loan. I recommend going that route because some folks, they will go to a credit repair specialist and no, and there's no knock to a credit repair, a credit repair specialist, mm-hmm. but a lender will do a lot of that work for free. Now they're not going to dispute things for you and things like that, but they will give you the knowledge so you can do a lot of that stuff on your own. And mm-hmm. that's a free service that they normally offer to anyone that's, that want to see if they can qualify for a home loan so talk to a lender they'll let you know where you are and then you can move from there as a realtor i have a solid team in place so if anyone has looked anyone needs a lender or they just have questions they can feel free to reach out to me 
and I could definitely help them with that. Now, in regards to the the saving portion, you want to save as much as you can. Um, to be quite honest, you want to save as much as you can, but there are a lot of programs that's out there that help home buyers, and you don't even have to be a first time home buyer to qualify for these programs. Each program in general will pay you up to $5,000 per program. You can use more than one program when you're buying your house. So you can use three and four different programs if you wish, as long as you qualify for them. So if you use three or four different programs, that means you got fifteen dollars to $20,000 towards your closing, which helps out greatly. Um, the only out-of-pocket expense that you have to do that you can't get away from is something called an earnest money deposit. The only thing that is, is when you submit your offer for the house, that's saying, okay, here's a little bit of money up front just to let you know that I'm serious about buying this house. That amount of equals to about 1% of the home value. 1% in, for example, is if it's a $200,000 home, that means you will come out of pocket with $2,000. Does this make sense so far? Mm-hmm. Okay. The next thing that you have to come out of pocket with is something called, um, you have to get a home inspection. Home inspection normally run about $500. The next thing that you have to do is get a home appraisal that also run about $500. So those three things are the thing, only things that you have to come out of pocket with. So total in an ideal situation, if it's a $200,000 home, you're looking at about $3,000 out of pocket. That's if, and that's considering that you qualify for the different programs that's going to cover your closing costs. But, okay. but as a savvy realtor, I also know other tricks that can help with getting some of that, some of your closing costs as well. I can work out different, I have different strategies that can allow the person that's selling the home to put up some money for you as well. But that's something that I will talk about one-on-one with my clients once we get to that that situation but i do have a lot of tricks to help my client sp- pretty much spend as less money as possible okay in other words y'all gotta show him the coins okay he's just giving you a, a just a snippet <laughs> of the- <laughs> I'm, giving you a, I'm giving you a taste i'm just letting you know that you have options and i'm here to help right. if you want the help reach out to me I'm on IG, Dante, you're a realtor. You can reach out to me at any time. I do answer all my DMs and we can definitely talk about it. Yes, I love it. So so you mentioned uh, credit, which I think a lot of us, including myself, we all, um, we worry about our credit. That's like the main thing we're thinking about when we are looking to purchase a home. So you mentioned that you could have like a 64 or better. I'm sorry, 640 or better credit score. So let me ask you this. And I know so many people want to know. So if you have a 640 credit score, for example, like does that limit the type of house you can purchase? Like, can I get a mansion for 640 or no? Well, for 640, that means you qualify for the loan. But what dictate what dictates the amount of the loan is how mm. much you make. Mm, okay. So so typically, if you have a 640 credit score, they only going to allow you to use um, 40% of your income, of your monthly income towards your home loan. So you can kind of do the math on what's 40, what's 40% of your income, and that's going to be the amount of your mortgage. 
Mm, and then okay. you, can, you can you can kind of do the math to kind of see where you will be far as a home loan. So if 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 forty percent of your income if forty percent of your monthly income is fifteen hundred dollars, that's going to put you roughly around about a two hundred to two ten on um, far as the total home loan on amount. Okay. So kind of just put you, put you in that space. So if you make a lot of money, of course you can buy that mansion. But if you don't, they're not going <laughs> to let you get into a situation that's going to end up hurting you in the long run. Right. If that, if that makes sense. Okay, it does. Yes. Okay. Now, these programs and like that people can, you know, find to help them purchase a house. Like, is there like a particular website or do they get to those programs through like the realtor, like yourself? They can come to the plug. And okay. I'm help he the, them out. He the plug, <laughs> come y'all. To the, <laughs> come to the plug, but no. And and in all in all reality, um, if your lender should have that information, if they don't, that just means that they may not be approved for those programs. So that's why it's, it's best to talk to your realtor because they generally know what lender have access to the programs that can help you out the best. And me being a great lender, I do know those things. So I have, I actually have a lender right now that he has access to pretty much every program in the state of Maryland. So you don't necessarily have to live in Baltimore City or Baltimore County. You can live in some of the other counties and they still have programs that you can potentially qualify for. Okay, awesome. That's good information. Good information. I love it. All right. <laughs> so we're going to switch gears just a little, you know, because we are here to celebrate Baltimore, of course. So okay, I'm going to ask you, you know, so <laughs> what do you love about Baltimore? Hmm, what do I love about Baltimore? Um, it feels like home. Mm-hmm. For, for, for me, when I travel other places, um, you, the way of life is just different. But when you're when you're home, you kind of know. Um, once you get past everything that you see on the news, you kind of know what Baltimore is. And I feel like Baltimore gets a bad rap as, you know, this, this problem area or this high crime area, even though the crime is bad. But when you live here and, you, and you're from here, it's like a different experience. And for example, I lived in Baltimore more than half my life and I didn't even realize it was a bad area. And that was, and that's only because that's, I grew up in it. If it was home, it was familiar. I knew the people, so it's not. A, it wasn't a bad area to me. You know, as I'm growing up and kind of can, you know, look at different areas and things like that, I can see the difference. But for me, it just feels like home. I mean, I, it's it's nothing like being able to ride around and not have to use your GPS. You know exactly where the good food spot is. You know exactly where your auntie is, so you can stop by there. You know exactly where you know you can stop and get the cheap gas. You know, just things like that makes Baltimore special to me. Yes, I actually grew up in Baltimore as well, um, and I did eventually move. But all my memories are great memories, like with my friends, which people that I'm still friends with. Like I just feel like some of the people in Baltimore are some of the coolest people I've ever met in my life. It's amazing. I totally agree with you. And I feel like a lot of people in Baltimore, they may be a little standoffish when you first meet them. But once you get to know them, they treat you like family. When they bring you in, they invite you over. You know, you can come and hang out with them and things like that. They, if you need something, they, they, they'll go through the struggle with you. And I think that may be missing in a lot of other areas. But in Baltimore, I know that the people, the people are special, you know? Mm-hmm. 
I agree. I agree. It's almost like it's like that Southern hospitality, but only it's the people in Baltimore City. But it's like that's how it is, though. Yeah. So now I will say this: the only difference with <laughs> Southern hospitality down south, you get that niceness off the back, <laughs> right? Where, where in Baltimore, you kind of got to work for it a little bit. But once you're there, you're there. Right. And you're good. <laughs> you have nothing to worry about once you're there. If you come yes. in there, you get introduced by someone, then and they give you the pass, you're good. But you know, you just gotta do a little bit of effort, just a little bit. <laughs> that is so true. We were talking about this. I was talking about this with someone else. It's like, okay, because first it's like we gotta be like, who sent you first? We gotta find out who who are you? Like, you know, which right, what are you right. about? Who, who is this person? Because right? we because right. you, I don't know, you're a little suspicious first, okay? But exactly. but after that, after that, you know, it's it's all good from there. I agree. Mm-hmm. They're gonna say, hey, let's let's make a bar run. Let's go get some food, <laughs> and we can like hang out cool. all night. <laughs> yep, <laughs> let's go get some like crabs cool. and let's get these get these card games going. <laughs> and we can right. be good all night. Yes, like that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's real though, you know. And you, you've experienced you're, you're, you've experienced it, so you know. Yes, because <laughs> listen, I'm the same way. Okay, I'm like I know. <laughs> listen, I love everybody, and I'm friendly. However, first, <laughs> I don't know. First, I got to check you out. <laughs> exactly, but then, but once you get past that first little layer, of that wall, then it's like, oh, you cool. You can you can come around. Yeah, you know. <laughs> And also, like, the lingo. I'll be talking to people, like, because our lingo is so different than other places. Like, we are, we are the only ones who understand the lingo because it sounds crazy to the outsiders, right, that aren't from Baltimore or they, they're, like, they don't understand. Like, I was with my cousin. Now, my cousin has been in Baltimore City his whole life. And I was with my friend visiting him. And he and my, like, one of his homeboys was down the street or whatever. And, you know, because everybody in Baltimore, they know each other in the neighborhoods because it's so close-knit. So the the boy was like, you know how they do. They be like, hey, dummies. Right. <laughs> and my friend was like, what? what? I'm like, that's like, and I know it sounds crazy for people to understand, but that's like a love thing. It's like showing love when you say, hey, dummy. Like, that doesn't mean they're calling them dumb. It's like literally like my brother, you know? <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that. So a lot of my homeboys, you know, we they all grew up in Baltimore and things like that. And again, so you know I'm from Baltimore because I say Baltimore. Right. right? <laughs> but we all from Baltimore. So if you were to hear our conversation, you would think like they cannot like each other at all. Right. But it's all love. It's like we are talking about each other. We'll say some real profound or some real um, profane stuff to each other. And but it's all love. It's like we only doing it because we we only do those type things with people that we care about. Yeah, it's like a ro- like roasting, but it's like love. Yeah. It's so crazy, yeah. but that's that's the Baltimore thing, though. Yeah, the, the worse the worse we treat you, the more we love you. Right. <laughs> now, that's so you true. Have be, you have to be worried if we're not saying too much to you. Now it's like oh, we because that means we're looking at you, you know, sideways and you're looking suspicious <laughs> towards. But as soon as you get cool, oh, we're gonna have all the jokes in the world, right? that's hilarious that is so true though that is so true okay so what are what are your favorite food spots in baltimore one of my favorite spots actually closed due to covid um i love royal hawaiian um down on president street if mm-hmm. i wanted something nice if i want something like a carryout type style i go to the village and i go to royals um 
if I want something like a quick eat that's not higher in, I'll go to um is a Caribbean spot in East Baltimore called Getting Getting It In Restaurant, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they like my three spots. If I want something nice, I'll go somewhere off of President Street. If I want something in the middle, I'll go east to the Getting In place. And then if I want some like Cario style, I'll go to Royals. Okay, let's go back a bit. Did you say getting it in restaurant? Yes, the police <laughs> called get, get, getting it oh, in. Okay. <laughs> it's a Caribbean spot. When okay. I tell you the food, the food is amazing. It's so good. Okay. Cool. It was called, sorry, it was called getting it in island cuisine. Oh, okay, cool. I love Caribbean food. It's really, so if you like Caribbean food, Go check it out. Um, is when you pretty like this when you walk in there. Once you go once or twice, they recognize you. They'll know you. They'll know what your favorite drink is and oh, things nice. like that. So it feels like home. It feels it's a, it's a really good vibe in there. The music is good. They have different events from time to time. It's a, it's a pretty good spot. Okay, awesome. Sounds good. Sounds good. So I know you travel a lot. You know, for the listeners, if you don't know, um, he be traveling. He gets around. Okay. So, (laughs) you know, so what is your favorite spot to travel to? So I was actually um, looking at a trip this morning and this is going to sound real boring because I know a lot of people go there. But one of my favorite places to go is is to Cancun. Mm -hmm. And I like it there because I always go to the same hotel. It's all inclusive and everything Um, It's inexpensive. Um, The flights are normally cheap. The flight isn't long because I hate long flights because I, I have like anxiety after being mm-hmm. on the flight for a long time. But flight isn't long. Um, like I said, it's inexpensive and it's just a good vibe. And the area that I'm that I always stay in is called um, I believe it's called like the tourist the tourist zone, mm-hmm. where it's pretty much sectioned off from all the other craziness that can be going on in like neighboring towns. So I feel completely safe. I mean, I've been went on runs in the middle of the night just because I can go out, you know, walking down the street without any concern. Um, so if I had to, if I had to go any place and I just want to get away for a couple of days, that's my first go-to spot. Okay. Nice. All right. So what advice would you give to someone who wants to become a realtor? Like they just don't know where to start. Like, what would you tell them? I will first have them look to a, uh, a self inventory to figure out if that's really for them. Um, everything I say right now is going to sound like I'm painting a bad picture about being a realtor, but okay. I think it's important to say, because I think people get a misconception of what, real estate really is um as a realtor you are your own boss you are self-employed you are entrepreneur and so as an entrepreneur you have to be self-motivated you're not going to have anybody that's going to tell you, you no know, deals follow-up calls you're not going to have anybody to say you know you made a mistake on your paperwork you're not going to have any those type of um, safety nets that you would normally have in a normal career so you have to be very disciplined in everything that you do um everything from how you interact with your clients to your paperwork to making sure all the numbers are straight. Um, you have to be very disciplined in that, in that fact. Um, it's expensive. It's, it was very, it's very expensive to get your license and also to maintain your license. Like on average, it costs about $2,600 just to get your license. Hmm. And most people don't know that. So it's like, once you take the class, you might be able to take a class for 200 bucks. 
the test, I believe is like another hundred bucks. But once you take the test and you pass, and well, let me back up a little bit. That test was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And I've got, I've got degrees and everything. That was literally the hardest thing that I've ever done. Um, because when you're going through the class, it's not like a class where it's teaching you how to be a realtor. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a law class. You have to know all the housing laws, zoning laws, environmental laws. You have to know laws that that in, impact people as far as on uh, um, racial equality, um, sexual sexual orientation equality. Like you have to know all these different laws to a T. Because when you go to take the test, they going they ask questions. Um, they were questions as far as a they'll give you a situation, and you have to be able to read that situation interpret what law is being impacted and be able to answer the question correctly so it was one of the hardest things that i did because it's not like you have much to take this class the class is 30 days so you're talking about learning every law for the so many different aspects of real estate in 30 days it's Mm. it's a lot so Mm -hmm. once you but once you get past all of that um and you get you pass the test and everything like that and before you can sell your first house, you have to become affiliated with a broker and you have to also join a real estate board. Those two things alone cost about $2,000. And you, so you're saying that you're, so I'm pretty much saying that once you, you're going to pay over $2,000 and you haven't even sold a house yet. Mm. So, <laughs> and then even, <laughs> even once you get affiliated, it's still more stuff you have to pay for. You have to, you have to have ac- access to, MLS. MLS, I believe they set it up, it was like $400. You have to have access to something to call a central lock, which gives you access to the lockbox that's on houses. That's another couple hundred dollars. So it's all these different things you have to pay for just to get started. So it's, it's, it's tough. It's very tough. So if anybody that wants to do it, it's definitely possible. It's a lot of money into it if you really take it seriously, but you have to you have to ask yourself, are you really ready for that type of grind? If you're the type of person that's always late for work, or if you're the type of person that, that needs someone to kind of encourage you to do different things, it may not be for you. But if you're that person that, that gets up early and you're the go-getter at your job and things like that, and you don't have any pr- problem you know, studying on your own and things, you may want to take a look at it because there's definitely a lot of money in, in there. And it gives you a lot of freedom to to kind of manage your life better. If you have kids, it definitely works well. If you have a family, because you can you're scheduling all your appointments. You're you're scheduling what time you're going to make calls, so you can you have more flexibility in that in that sense. So it's a, it's very rewarding once you get into it, but there's a lot of hurdles you have to jump jump over before you get there. Okay. All, so basically, like they say, you have to you know spend money to make money. Yes. Yeah. I, I was, I'll be honest with you on my first year um, as a licensed realtor. So I, I did real estate investing before I became a licensed realtor. But when, my first year as a licensed realtor, the money that I made from my license didn't even cover the fees that I had to pay to be a realtor. So mm-hmm. that's something you have to think about. Like I spent a whole year working and didn't even make enough to cover the money that I was spending to work. Wow. So you have to be prepared for that. Fortunately for me, I, I I have a lot of things going that that not 
because I didn't make money in that field that I was still fine from, from everything else. So those mm-hmm. things that you definitely have to consider. And let's talk about that though for a second, because I was just having a conversation with one of my coworkers today and we were talking about how, you know, we just came into this, you know, moment where we're like, we want to do so many things like, and you have to kind of tap into whatever it is that you can and make money from all these different places. Like for me, I'm like tapping into every single thing that I can, the podcast, the blog, the, um, the online shop I'm about to open my business. Like I'm literally trying to do everything I can. Cause I think it's very important to have multiple sources of income. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think that's very smart. So we were just having that conversation um, today. You know what? Can, can I actually speak to that point? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I, I do also, um, I coach people with, far as like business ownership, investing and things like that. I don't have it set up as a formal business, but I do do it on a side because I have a passion for it. Um, I know that's what I needed when I was coming up. So I try to offer that to folks for free. I'm not plugging, I'm not plugging that for people to contact me for that part of it though. <laughs> but, but I, what I'm, but what I'm getting to is that one of the things that I would suggest for people that want to have multiple streams of income is it's great to have multiple streams but focus on one first because you want to get that one set up in a way where that system works so well that if you had to step away from it, the business still works. Mm-hmm. When you work, when you start different businesses and the business depend on you actually pulling the different switches and hitting the levers, you're, it, you're, you're more or less labeled a self, you're more or less self-employed and not a business owner. Mm-hmm. Is it because there's a difference? If you're self-employed, that means you're actually having to go out there and do the work yourself. When you're a business owner, that means you own the system that runs the business. So mm-hmm. what I what I encourage people to do is whatever business that you create, figure out a way to make that business run without you. And then once you figure that out and you have that system up and running, then start the next one. Because what I because what I see a lot of times happen is people stress themselves then because they are the self-employed employee of all their different businesses. So now they're stressed and they don't have the time to really focus to make those businesses grow. So all their business kind of plateau and they don't grow. Mm-hmm. Focus, on, focus on one, build it, build the system, let that start to work and then go to the next thing. And then your next thing, you you ideally want them to kind of relate in a way where you can kind of feed off of the other one with the new one. That's and great that, advice. That's the biggest thing that I see happen with a lot of folks. Like I know one person that that's well, I'm not I'm not gonna give her information because I, I know that they it's possible that they may be listening, but I'll say the different business that that person has started, they they are all in different fields. So they can't even, there's no way of even leveraging one to help the other, you know, mm. like, for example, in your business is like all your business kind of tied together. So it works. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was smart that you did it that way. But I see people that they, that they may say, okay, well, I want to work on cars, but then in other businesses, okay, I'm gonna fix laptops. It's like, that don't even go together. There's no way for you to leverage one for the other one. And you kind of stretch yourself with them because you're the sole employee for each one of those businesses. If you're going to build a business, build a system that runs your business and you'll see more wealth come your way doing it that way than being the employee of your business. 
Yes, that's 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 gems that you just dropped. That's great advice. You know what? I, I try to drop a gem or two every now and again. You know, you, know, you, gotta, <laughs> try to put, you, you know, a little try to put a little sprinkle out there. That's you know, know just a little bit. We need the gems. That's that's good. That's great, great, great <laughs> advice. Yes. All right. So we come to my favorite part of the show that I like to call mm. unpack your box, which is where every guest gets one minute to sound off on whatever they want. You can release whatever compels you. It doesn't even matter whatever you want to say. Okay, well, I'll actually go into um, just starting a business. I highly encourage everyone to start some sort of business. Your nine to five is never going to pay you enough to survive. Um, you're going to always be in a situation where you're, you're almost okay, but not quite okay. Start a business, start supplementing things. So even if you got to work it late at night or a week on the weekends, do it. It's so worth it. And, and figure out what your, what your strengths are. If you, if you don't feel like you're a people person, get into investing. Investing isn't hard. You actually want to put all your money into investments anyway. You don't really want to have it sitting in a savings account and things like that because you earn no interest. Um, it's, it's pretty much you're giving your money to someone else to invest for themselves. And it, that just makes no sense to me. So anything that I could tell a person, I would tell them either start a business or find some things to invest in and do it consistently over time. And I promise you in three to five years, it sounds like a long time. But in three to five years, you'll be surprised at how much further you are in life than you were before. Yes, I love it. I love it. Listen, thank you so much for taking time out to come chat with me. I enjoyed this. This was fun. I was actually hesitant at first, but this was fun. I would definitely do it again if you ask. Yes. So before you leave, though, tell the people, you know, all your handles, your websites, where they can connect with you. Okay, so um, it's pretty simple. I'm on IG. I'm Dante underscore your underscore realtor. You can email me at perfecthomebuying at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook. You can look me up as Perfect Home Buying on Facebook as well. Um, I answer all my DMs and I actually answer them pretty quickly. So if you send me a message, I'll get back to you. We can exchange numbers. I'll answer your questions. And I don't even charge anything to answer questions. I'll, I'll do that as a courtesy to any of your audience. Oh, that's awesome. Y'all hear that? Hit them up. Ask them the questions. That's I'm amazing. Here for you guys. Yes. And do you want to um you want to talk about your your funny page? <laughs> your page that you have that's funny also that I love. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> No, just for the people, because you know what? My audience, they fun. They love fun and stuff like that. So, and so I would, first of all, the humor, I feel like everybody don't understand that humor, but I do. And I like, like, I'd be crying, right? I'd be crying tears. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll touch on that. So what actually happened was um, <laughs> I, I knew somebody that had a very, a very successful meme page. And it got to be so big that they couldn't manage it themselves so they asked me to help them out so i was like cool i was helping them out but what i found happened was they started working on the page and they became all me mm -hmm. and so i was fine with that um i kind of i built it to a certain point and it was going well 
But when they started seeing it become really successful, they try to jump back in. And I'm at that point, I kind of felt like, like, this is my baby now. I, I got this. <laughs> and so we kind of, we had a we had a, a difference of opinion on the page. So I started my own. And since then, I've been doing it about two years. I have thousands of followers. And I literally just post the things that most people want to post, but can't post on a regular page. Um, and I actually get a lot of my posts because people would get DM me like, hey, can you post this? Can you post that? And that's how I get all my content. And I just put it out there and people love it. <laughs> yes. And just for clarity for the audience. So he has another page. It's like a very funny and I would say funny and controversial page. <laughs> so, yes. Um, yes. And, and tell them the name of it. <laughs> it's called the D.A. Funny ish. All one word. Um, and I will literally put on there any and everything. Um, there's no cut cards, no filter. I will, I don't care if it's talking about somebody, it's going, but I'll make sure it's equal cost to boy. I'll talk about myself, I'll talk about others. It's, it's <laughs> I don't care what it is, I'll put it up. And it's, it's, but it's all in good fun. Um, I don't have even in the comments, I have very little um negative comments because it's like a community at this point. Um, I've actually had people that became friends through my posts and things like that. So it's, it's, it's definitely a good, good vibes. It's all humor. Um, and everyone just, they come on there and we all just get along and we all just share and, and, and just have a good time. Yes. Yeah, so you guys check that page out, especially, you know, in the climate that we're living in with all these things, these negative things, the pandemic. And, and, you know, sometimes you just need a break and you need a laugh. I literally go to that page just to like, I'll be crying. Like tears. So you can definitely have some stuff on there for you. (laughs) So y'all make sure y'all check that out. Make sure you keep up with Dante. If you need help with buying a home, you want to, you know, find out about some information from his lender. You want some information from him. You want to hire him as your realtor. Like check him out. He's doing amazing things. He's inspiring. Yes. Yeah, I'm definitely there for you guys. Like I said, you can hit me on IG, Facebook, email. Whatever's easy for you. Yes. All right, y'all. We are out. Hold up. Before you leave, subscribe to your girl's podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And also keep up with me on Instagram at unpacking underscore the underscore box underscore podcast. You can also keep up with your girl on Clubhouse. I host rooms. I pop in and out of rooms, you know, connect with your girl. My name on there is Queen Wolf and that's with two F's like Frank. And you can also email me if you want to collab, you want to work with me, you have a business opportunity, like let's work. If you know me, you know I'm about getting that work done, collabing, you know, let's uplift each other. Let's support each other. You can email me directly at unpackingtheboxpodcast at gmail.com. And if you need help with uh, your uh, creative side, you know where to reach me at Queen Wolf LLC. My website is Queen Wolf, that's two Fs uh, like Frank, dot com. You know, but um, if you follow me on Instagram, you can hit the link in my bio. It will take you everywhere that I am. All right, y'all. Be well.